0: what's up everybody i'm mark monroe i'm feeling a little semiconductor today could we say more like amd i'm mark monroe do you see me <laughs> oh wait i just already said mark monroe. oh i guess i get tired of i guess i get so accustomed to saying my name what's up everybody i'm mark monroe and today's breakdown we go over AMD, cue that intro. It's time to take a deeper look, see what's on the horizon. Check if the earn is out or underperform the guidance. The good companies always striving for innovation while the bad short-sighted often get complacent. But we plan for the future and look for action to take now. So gather around, it's time for the breakdown. One of my favorite companies in all of the market has one of the best underdog stories. It talks about a story of a company that was literally on the verge of just calling it quits to having that never give up, can do, never die attitude. It's kind of like watching a Disney movie where you see like a team that goes from crappy and then all of a sudden it's like they just have this like magical moment and then all of a sudden they win the championship at the very, very end. And everybody's like having that slow-mo moment like. Well, that company is AMD. A little history about AMD. AMD started off as a small, you know, pretty much chip company that focused on providing, I mean, CPU chips that rivaled against pretty much the dominant player at the time, Intel. And to a certain degree, they're still somewhat dominant, but you know, today's not their story, but we may have little hints about them, but you know, maybe some shade. So, a little bit about AMD's history. They produced chips that were affordable for the average PC consumer. And then on top of that uh they grew to being able to provide uh chips that were also just as up to par if not a little bit under or subpar uh to intel when it came into the notebook space now in 2014 the company was just it just hit rock bottom like just nothing was working intel was just like alive and kicking and hitting its stride and just like too dominant i mean not monopolistic dominant but just The competition was just too good. And so then AMZ was on the verge of just heading towards bankruptcy. Something happened, cue the Disney music. Um, Then what took place after was kind of like a miracle. Lisa Su stepped out and just became the CEO and she was appointed by a very, very smart board. And then, all of a sudden, we started seeing some rumblings in the news and also amongst the tech blogs about a new chip that was on the horizon. And we were like, well, the last time we heard about AMD was this FX chip, which for those of you who are non-technical, don't worry. You don't have to go and research it. It was just an older chip that had consistently rivaled Intel's chip. And it was something that was highly overclockable for gaming performance. Just It's a whole nother other. And then we came forth with this word called Ryzen. And everybody was like, Ryzen, is this like, you know, like the company has risen from the dead? Um, Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And they threw a lot of research and development towards this chip. And keep in mind, during that period of time, AMD had also acquired uh, another company by the name of ATI for their graphics processors, so graphics cards unit. And then pretty much they had pretty much CPU chips and graphics cards all in-house. Now, here's an interesting thing of how AMD differs from say, for example, Intel, which will possibly feed into the narrative of why is it that AMD is now significantly beating out intel as it pertains to innovation and able to crank out things faster intel is as large of a company it is it's able to create chips as in its design and then as well as manufacture them in-house all of this done in-house directly through intel and that is no takeaway from them but yet at the same token that also is somewhat to their disadvantage and here's why Because AMD said, okay, hey, well, we don't have to do all this in house anymore. We could just literally partner up with someone in whom which that already does this and does it very, very well. And we just come up with new design schematics and die. And that's exactly what they did. They partnered up with a company called Taiwanese Semiconductor. And that allowed them to scale their process a whole lot faster. Now, many of you have probably been hearing these rumblings about, you know, 14 nanometer, 10 nanometer. Seven nanometer, and now even five. You've been hearing about this, and so what happens is, is that when you're able to produce such a chip at such a at such a very very refined die point, then that improve that provides better improvements when it comes to performance and efficiency. So what we know about Intel is that they're still operating at ten to fourteen nanometer chips, whereas AMD is in the seven to almost five nanometer chip space, alongside its other competitor NVIDIA. So here's how AMD makes its money. AMD brings in a vast portion of its revenue through what is called its custom semi uh, revenue aka it works together in partnership with Microsoft through its Xbox team as well as Sony for its PlayStation team. And so I mean just imagine you get to sit back and just give them both the same technology and same design schematics and pretty much they are willing to pay you for it and Honestly, you know, people are enjoying the PS5 and Xbox Series X, I'm guessing. Just, just a guess. All right, so that's pretty dope. And then on top of that, AMD's uh, proce- their graphics processor is widely used amongst Apple's products within its MacBook lineup as well as all the way up to its Pro lineup. That's pretty cool, too. Now, a lot of folks are kind of scared there because they're thinking, hey, Mark, um, Apple just came out with its own chip. Well. That doesn't really significantly impact AMD per se, that more so impacts say, for example, more like its other competitor, Intel, because Intel was the major manufacturer and supplier for uh, MacBook's CPU processors. So let's talk about, for example, what's happening with an Apple. So now you remove Intel chips, which Apple is on a wide verge to say, okay, hey, we're going to literally process and manufacture our own processing chips. And then AMD is still there for graphics processing for now. Now, that could change for all we know, because Apple wanting to make things more efficient and build their own system. I mean, for all we know, that could happen. It's not like you're playing AAA graphics on MacBooks yet. And if you are, it's very limited library unless you're playing it through the cloud. So now, which brings us to the cloud, because that's really where the space is really starting to heat up and AMD is no exception in this light. So here are the main competitors of AMD. You have Intel, and then you have Nvidia. Intel represents what is on the CPU side, though that they're trying to make a run in graphics again. (laughs) And then we have Nvidia. NVIDIA has been known as just a powerhouse when it comes to just graphics, as well as using the power of their graphics cards technology and CPU process or their graphics card processing technology to help improve things such as AI. When we put things into perspective, the type of technology that you get that comes out of a graphics card versus a CPU chip are night and day. The graphics card is way more of a supercomputer than a CPU chip is. And so NVIDIA figured out that way to say, hey, well, we can kind of just use this towards improving our process when it comes to AI technology. And AMD is kind of heading in that same road. Let's look at AMD just specifically and what they've been able to do in just the short span of time since 2014, since Lisa Su took the stage. They are now literally directly competing against Intel when it comes to CPU chips now you're starting to see the same amount of cpu chips that are provided in desktops as well as laptops for both processors and when we think about who's the better selling uh, processor for desktop pcs it's definitely uh, amd when it comes to say for example mobile computing like for example laptops for now intel still holds that leadership role but it's the margin there is very very slim how slim We just heard as of early or late last year that Microsoft is starting to explore the option of using AMD chips in its Microsoft Surface products. And we're probably guessing that they're gonna keep doing that. Again, remember what we said about AMD in the very beginning, AMD provides chips at a very cheaper cost than say, for example, Intel. And at the same token, they give you just, if not as good as performance, better performance in many other cases. So where does AMD shine versus say for example, its competitors? Well, it technically doesn't quite yet. I mean, when we think about where they've come over the last six years, they've still got a lot of run room to go to really significantly plant their feet. The one area where they completely planted their feet is really in the semi-custom chip space. So where they're able to fabricate chips for say for example, gaming consoles. And they've really implanted their foot also in gaming cloud now when you think about that that doesn't even include intel that is just literally between amd and the juggernaut nvidia so when you think about it amd is like literally in between two juggernauts and literally starting to challenge both of them and we're here for it as consumers as well as investors why do we like it as investors because when you have more competition in the space it spurs innovation And AMD is not lacking in that regard. They have no problem. And they've shown that more times than not, that they're willing to go the extra distance. The only caveat to that is that they need to consistently keep improving their profit margins. Because what do we like as investors? We like better profit. And the more that a company keeps improving its ways to better increase its profit margins, you're A1 in my book. Now let's move over into what's happening in the cloud and server space because this market is really going to start to define exactly who's who and who ain't. So when we think about this cloud space, once upon a time, Intel actually had a 97% hold on the entire server space. Now it it ain't 97 anymore. So. When we say that like, it ain't 97% anymore, it's dropping. The last time that we saw, I think we saw those numbers sitting around 75 to 80%. And that was just started as of three years ago when AMD had introduced its chip called the Epic chip. So think about it, they have Ryzen, they have Threadripper, and then they also have Epic. And their Epic chip is really geared towards its server and data center uh, space. So when we think about it, it's Epic chips are selling like hotcakes. And who are those folks that are buying? (laughs) I'm glad you asked. You've got Microsoft, you've got Google, you've got Amazon. And on top of that, you've got many other players that are stepping in. And as they keep stepping in to buy those chips from AMD, well, what do you think happens to all those Intel chips? Well, we could throw those away. (laughs) So where is AMD going with all of this? It's simple just follow the money. The money tells us that AMD is making an even further push into the data center and cloud space. So with their partnership with Google, not only in just the server space, but they're also partnering when it comes to the cloud space, especially when it comes to gaming. It's always been one of their bread and butters, so they're not gonna veer away from that, of course not. And so how are they doing that? Google Stadia, you have Amazon, Amazon Luna, then on top of that, you also have other major players like, for example, Microsoft Project X Cloud, as well as Sony's PlayStation Now. Those are all services that take place within the cloud. And who might be the chip that would be using such services to literally, you know, help leverage those things? That technology? You guessed it. It's AMD, not Intel, not even NVIDIA. Now, of course, NVIDIA has its own space in which that it plays and we'll get to NVIDIA a whole nother day because it ain't your day today, though that you you guys both kind of like the color green. But who knows, we may have to choose a different color. So the future looks bright for AMD. And when we think about it, they also made an acquisition purchase. So again, we say follow the money. Well, AMD is looking to buy Xilinx for Sizable portion which we've seen the news reports down below and with that it only just extends their space into say for example the server and cloud space data centers The more that we start to see that we as consumers start to use more of these cloud technologies then the more that you're going to need data centers and the more that you're going to need to scale up as a data center so which company do you choose is it the company that's been around forever but at the same token the cost of their products are very expensive and on top of that they're not really showing you signs of scale or you see this other company that is providing you the same performance, if not better, but at the same token, it's cheaper for you, the business. And on top of that, you can scale. It's kind of like a no brainer at this point in time. So what is my projection and what is the economics behind what we see for AMD? We see a lot of great opportunity. As we see that when we look at the cloud space, especially, or cloud and data center space, We see that that market is very much so in its early innings. So that just presents a lot of opportunity for AMD. Now, an area in which that it should be careful of is the fact that, you know, you do have Nvidia out there that is literally like taking bodies and taking counts against other companies and is doing it very, very efficiently and very, very well. And at the same token, you also have Intel that sooner or later, they're going to start to catch up. So the question that you have to ask yourself as the investor is, can AMD keep pushing the envelope as it pertains to innovation and keep working with those partners a la a Taiwanese semiconductor to keep allowing them to push the technology forward and to set the stage and really define who's leader in innovation and who isn't? Or will Intel catch up and literally start to take back what what they believe rightfully theirs? I mean, that's the question of the day. Um, So the question now is in the breakdown, right? So now you can go back, here's what we would say to look at if you're looking to buy an AMD as it pertains to a stock. Now, of course, if you're looking at your price entries and exits and everything else, that's a whole nother situation. We're just thinking about if you're thinking about long-term trades or long-term holdings within this company. And with that being said, now you have to go back and look at, okay, hey, go look at the at the previous at least three earnings and see exactly what the trajectory is and also pay attention to that guidance in which the amd is providing that's going to be very much so sound and then the other thing that you got to look at is how is the industry itself starting to grow Look at the competitors that surround AMD. So you're gonna have to go look at Intel. You're gonna have to go look at, say for example, an Nvidia. And another player that a lot of folks aren't really paying attention to is Qualcomm. Go look at what's happening with Qualcomm. Even though that they're in the mobile space, they are starting to look into getting into, say for example, the laptop space. Now we typically know of Qualcomm for its communications base, but we just wanted to put that out there as kind of like the outlier. So if you're asking, should you buy an AMD, then just like the colors that sit around me and the jacket that I'm wearing that says green, yes. We see a huge upside for AMD and moving forward. Now, mind you, we're not your financial advisor. We're not the folks that are telling you to go ahead and push the button. That's all on you. This is all for educational purposes only, and the information that we give should be taken in that light. If you choose to make a decision off of investment, of course, if you have to, seek a financial advisor, or of course, go do your own research. We're just giving you a simple breakdown of who the company is and where is it that they're going and what the current landscape looks like. Hopefully that you've enjoyed this video because we gave you a lot of information, and I hope that essentially that this will help you when it comes to picking a solid company. What does the future look like for AMD? Who knows? I mean, but in my opinion, the future's bright. When I look at the chip sector as a whole, I see this as a space that's definitely starting to heat up. So be sure to pay attention to this, because when these spaces heat up, so too does major uh, big tech uh, start to also heat up as well. Until then, I'm Mark Monroe, and this has been your breakdown. I'll catch you in the next one. If you like what you saw, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. We'd love to have you a part of the family and become a loyal come up cousin. And if you want to be in the know, go ahead and hit the bell. So that way you can be a part of the notification squad, AKA the cool kids club. And on top of that, if you like the video, go ahead and hit the like button. It can get out to other folks so that way they can also hear the message. But if you didn't like it, that's okay. We can get better. So go ahead and hit that dislike, but please give us a comment and tell us what we could have done better.